Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hi everyone, you are listening to So Violento, So Macabro podcast. Yo soy Ali. Y yo soy Dee. Y hoy Dee nos contará de un caso que sucedió en Tucson, Arizona. A mother's love for her child is like nothing else in the world. We see them as the nurturer, the ultimate hero, the protector, the one we go to when our life is falling apart. But what happens when a mother's love turns deadly? This is the case of Blanca Renéis Montan. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tengan cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. On February 23, 2011, Blanca Montano took her five-month-old baby girl and her son to the University of Arizona Medical Center due to flu-like symptoms. Doctors were puzzled and diagnosed both children with E. coli and hospitalized them shortly after. Blanca's oldest son recovered quickly and was released from the hospital after a few days. However, the five-month-old baby girl's health would fluctuate constantly through her stay at the hospital. Once the doctors would see improvement, she would somehow relapse shortly after. The doctor told the judge that the child developed between six to nine different bacterial diseases during her duration in the hospital. Oh, wow. Several specialists examined baby D, which that's how we are going to refer to her based on the court documents and performed many different tests to check on her stomach and her intestine. But all the results came back clean, which they found it really odd because she kept relapsing, so they thought there was something wrong. Blanca had also demanded that doctors perform a bone marrow biopsy on the baby. Mind you, the baby is five months old, so doing this type of procedure is very painful because it, they have to literally inject the bone and remove bone marrow from the bone in order to examine the biopsy. This type of... Um, it's a weird request, right? It is. Para que una mamá haga eso, like, no salió de los doctores? Yeah, no salió de los, do de los doctores, like, and it was to test her blood and to see uh. if, like, there's any sort of... Um, any sort of abnormalities in her blood 
But again, okay. the biopsy came back and it was negative. Okay. Doctors couldn't find any medical explanation on why baby D's symptoms wouldn't improve. Eventually, the hospital staff suspected that Blanca had something to do with baby D's uh, lack of improvement when it came to her health. Nurses within the ICU placed a hidden camera near baby D's crib to monitor Blanca's visits for the next five days. According to prosecutor Ryan Schmidt, the footage shows Blanca contaminating baby D's IV by putting her mouth and grabbing the lines and doing something to set off the um, IV uh, pump. So they had like, like whenever the IV pumps are moved in a certain way, they set off an alarm. And that was how they knew that the mom was moving something around that area. During the interrogation, Blanca told authorities that she was playing with baby D's feet and that she was untangling the IV lines and repositioning her in her crib. And that's what set off the alarms. Blanca was shown in this video covering the camera lens of the hidden camera. Like she saw the reflection of the lens and she hid. She like placed a cotton ball near the lens so it could diffuse what the camera would record. After carefully reviewing the footage, the staff, the hospital staff met with Blanca and called the Tucson Police Department to investigate the case, as well as Child Protective Services, to take custody of the baby. As of March 25th, 2011, Baby D was in full custody of CPS and removed Blanca from the um, ICU department. According to the doctors, after they bared Blanca from seeing Baby D, the baby no longer developed any new infections and made a full recovery. In court documents, the social worker that took over the case testified that Blanca commented that she was surprised that nobody had called CPS before. After all of this, they find it weird that she was, she had just said that, like she just mentioned it very nonchalant. Also in other investigations and in, another, um, in my research, social worker, she didn't seem at all worried or frightened or like, kind of in a like disorganized or in any way like surprised or like shocked that they would suggest that she had anything to do with baby D's diagnostics like she was very calm no reaction didn't even like flinch at the fact that the hospital that thought that she had something yeah. to do with the illnesses that were going on. Blanca Renee's Montana was arrested on April 5th, 2011 for attempted murder and child abuse. A judge held a bond of $50,000 as her family said she was innocent. According to her sister Yamara, the family was trying to raise money to get her out of jail. Blanca's father, Rene, told ABC News, that he believes she's innocent, and that she would never hurt a child. Yamara also told ABC News, quote, I just want my sister to get help and not go to jail. We have struggled with this before. Okay, what? In, in what way? Did she say what way? Yeah. So according okay. to ABC News, Yamara said that her mother, Rosa, was also accused of child abuse and that the kids were removed from the home. And after a full investigation... 
her mother was found innocent and the children were allowed to return to the home. So she's trying to say that this is kind of the same thing. Same thing as their mom. Where her mom was was um, under investigation for child abuse. Falsely accused. So this yeah, must so be the, the, the same thing. So yeah. that's why she's like saying this is this is wrong. Like the hospital is accusing my sister of child abuse when she had nothing to do with it. Pero con el comentario que ella hizo y con lo que agarraron las cámaras, that's still not enough. Yeah. Apparently still to her, it's still a mistake. Which is very interesting because it mm. it's kind of that little line where you don't know right. where where to fall when it comes to this case. In court, the prosecutor the prosecutor argued that Blanca was raising her children as a single mother and was purposely making her children sick in hopes that it would cause sympathy towards the baby's father and have him return home. Blanca denied exposing her daughter to fecal matter and denied putting in anything in her IV during the, her testimony. Because remember, the doctors diagnosed her children to have E. coli. And one of the main resources to get how to get E. coli was through fecal matter, whether it's from, you know, contamination when it comes to food or anything around, like having any fecal matter within your, your body other than, you know, any stomach issues. What doctors said is that Blanca would take syringes and go into the bathroom, use the bathroom, use those syringes, and injected into the IV lines, causing the the baby and her son to get sick. But that's all kind of like they don't they there's no actual video proof of, okay. of they just them seeing that. it, okay. but they assume it. Also, mm. a nurse that was in charge of baby D's care remember seeing syringes in Blanca's purse while they were trying to move baby D from um, the unit that she was in into the ICU. So she re- recalls seeing syringes within her purse. So, so that's he how. Mucho de he said, she said. She kind said, of just, yeah. 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 Back and forth. Yeah. So there's like no concrete evidence. So yeah. it makes this case very difficult to come into like a concrete like proof of everything yeah. that's been going on. Por eso tiene la organización de parte de ellos y la familia está de parte de ella. Because there's yeah. no like concrete proof. Yeah. A lot of it is assuming, but then on top of that, they do have the video, and they do now, now okay, that she wasn't around the baby, the baby got better. Yeah. So that's enough proof for them to, yeah. to be making to, assumptions. Yes, yes. Hmm. Oh, pero, pero, para ponerles eso in the syringes, that's just... It's... That's wrong. It is, and it, the... the disturbing. It's disturbing because it's, you know, a mother is 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 meant to be, you know, worried and taking care of her child and hoping that the child improves and, and you know, gets out of the hospital as soon as possible. But it almost seemed like she wanted to keep her daughter in the hospital. And it's mind-boggling because you're just like, why? 
Right. Like, mm-hmm. why? Why would you want this? But it's just something that, that you know, it, it, we can't identify because there is no exact confirmation of what happened. It's only assumptions. But, you know, to do all of this in order to get, you know, your baby daddy back, it's like, really? Really? Blanca's defense attorney told the jury that Blanca had no reason to hurt her daughter, nor she was equipped or the means to contain the contaminate the IV lines. Blanca's attorney also argued that there was no proof that Blanca injected the baby's IV lines and that the baby had picked up the bacteria from other patients in the ICU. He went on to say that the hospital workers rushed to judgment and pointed fingers at Blanca to protect the hospital from um, from negligence when it came to um, taking care of their patients. But according to court documents, baby D was treated separately from other patients that where she could have picked up any sort of bacteria and, um, you know, either had any sort of personnel that would cross-contaminate both children. The attorney went on to argue that within the hidden camera footage, there was two incidents where there was a nurse carrying the baby without wearing any gloves, trying to prove negligence when it came to the hospital, uh, the hospital staff. The head nurse testified in court that it is unclear whether the nurse was wearing gloves or not, and that during Baby D's hospitalization, there weren't, there weren't any reports of staff not following proper hygiene protocols. So even if there was a nurse that was seen doing these type of scenarios, they were still following protocol when it came to hygiene. So there wasn't any reason for the baby to have any sort of bacteria when it came to taking care of of the patient. Blanca was charged with attempted murder and one count of child abuse and was sentenced to 13 years in prison. As of now, it it is unknown of what happened to Blanca. All we know is that most likely she has been released but no further information was released on her release date or her whereabouts as of today. Because um, esto pasó en 2011? Yeah. So okay. she would have already served her complete sentence by now. Wow. And you start thinking, that, oh, like you start making connections, maybe... Yeah. He did it, you know. Maybe yeah. she did do something, but then with what the defense attorney was saying, is you you start questioning. Well, maybe she maybe, didn't. Yeah. Like maybe something happened with the staff, but then it's like no. But then they have this proof against her. It's just a lot of back and forth. It's a, yeah. So it's it's a very yeah. it's a very complicated case because there is no concrete evidence. There is no previous, at least from what I had seen within the documents, there was no previous charge of child abuse. So, so there's no you know something that led up to it um or any other information that showed that she had any child abuse cases within her with her children even with the with her older son like yeah he was a little bit older so there was no no reports on it so Mm -hmm. it's very hard to identify 
where like if 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 it is true or not like it's very complicated according to dr mark feldman a psychiatric at the university of alabama told abc news that blanca's case appears to be the classic case of much house syndrome by proxy he goes on to say that the mother who suffers from this illness have often had history of abuse and have felt anonymous in the daily lives and unappreciated as a mother. So maybe those are reasons why they commit these sort of cases, uh, these sort of um, treatment to their children. He goes on to say that, quote, after sickening their children, these women shift identity from the invisible mother to admirable, to the caregiver of sick children whose illnesses eludes undiagnosed. According to Dr. Mark Fieldman, most of these Munchausen cases are never recognized. Most of these children undergo years of suffering, while family, friends, and even doctors are puzzled on why this child is constantly sick. It is estimated that there are 600 to 1,200 new cases each year in the United States. That being said, trying to identify MBP, it is very tricky trying to intervene, and it's a bit more complex than just, you know, reporting it to the authorities. Dr. Mark Feldman suggests that educating yourself on the topic is a priority and reaching out to the child protection agencies or even the police would be the second step. If you live in the United States and you want to reach out for any sort of child protective services or agencies, you are suggested to reach out to Child Help, the National Child Abuse Hotline, which is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can also call or text the 1-800-4-A-CHILD or 1-800-422-4453. You can also find resources and live chat with somebody at www.childhelp.org. And this is the tragic case of Blanca Ranis Montano. Um, again, our hearts go out to the children involved within the case. Um, of course, due to them being minors at the time and, um, you know, protecting their privacy, we don't know their exact name or, you know, who they were passed on to within CPS. But um, our hearts go out to them. Um, it truly is difficult to see any sort of abuse um, being held against children in any way um so you know going through this and it being such a public case is definitely you know daunting and um and there's so many other you know cases of much house uh much house under by proxy that go unnoticed because again it's very hard to distinguish um but again if if you see child abuse occurring and you feel like you want to help the child help um, organization is open 24 hours a day and you could also reach out to police um 
and we suggest not to you know intervene when it comes to removing the child or or any other thing because it's a very complex issue and you know you yourself can also be a part of the um you know whole turbulence of 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 trying to get justice and and making it worse in, in that fact so you know again we suggest reaching out to child help or to the police if you know of anybody that is going through any sort of child abuse um but with and that llaman, um, it could be anonymous no tienen yes. que dar su nombre. of course yes uh it can all be anonymous you don't have to give out any any sort of name address anything that has to do with your personal uh, identification you can mm-hmm. always reach uh, reach out in anonymous uh the format um but again if you see see something say something um it it always starts with somebody saying something to get anything resolved and um you know child abuse is just horrible and 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 these children are sometimes the most you know vulnerable in our community um but yeah with that uh we open the conversation to you guys if you have any sort of you know information details or if you just want to talk about the case um our platform is open and we are more than um happy to talk to you guys about it um and and i know that uh again with the rise of you know gypsy rose being released from prison the topic of much house is um opening up again and people are you know talking about the syndrome and and again there's very little information when it comes to this uh mental illness or abuse as some doctors are conflicted on what kind of um spectrum this falls in um there's still so much research that needs to be done within this topic and you know like i said it all starts with people opening up and if you see child abuse happening you know report it and and let the authorities know and hopefully they can handle these sort of situations so we can avoid having uh, having any more tragedies happen in the future um but again our platforms are open to you guys if you guys want to talk about it discuss anything else in more detail um you can reach out on our instagram or tiktok our twitter or as it's known now as x and our threads by following us at at svsm underscore podcast or on Facebook as Sobre Podcast. You could send us a DM, a comment, a message. We will take our time in replying, but we will reply. Um, and if you want to listen to the rest of our catalog, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you stream podcasts. Just type in some of my cover podcasts and um, our episodes should appear there. Or you can download the Latina Podcaster Network app. Just type that into your app store. Latina Podcaster Network app. Download the app. Search some of my cover podcasts and we should be the first to pop up. And um, there's also many other creators on that platform. You know, from mental health, finance, and a little bit of everything also latino base so you know support other people within our community and um yeah i think that's it right I, yeah. am i missing something no we're almost at 100 episodes 
Oh, yes. We're almost at yeah. 100. We're two this episodes away from 100. It's, in- yeah. it's crazy. It's I know. very fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, who would have thought? 100. Cien. <laughs> episodios. I know. Definitely a milestone. And unfortunately, but... faltan muchos. I know. Unfortunately, because of the topic that we're talking about. Of course. I know. It's, yeah. it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Uh, definitely. It would be a better way to celebrate 100 episodes with other topics. But, you know. Right. Yeah. At least this way we get to um, share people's cases and hopefully we spread give them the a word. Voice. And give mm-hmm. them a voice. And, yeah. you know, give give voices to the voiceless, as, as we'd like to say. Um, but uh, with that, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say? No, nothing else. We hope nope. that, you know, you guys were able to celebrate the new year. And that this new year brings many of you much more positivity, love, happiness, moments of joy and good health yeah definitely that definitely the health yes um, <laughs> i know so many people that la última semana de diciembre got so sick i'm like oh man guilty yeah. um i got i got <laughs> sick like literally last week so i get it um but yeah you es el clima know, es el clima and you know you know, just stay comfy, stay cozy, drink teas, yeah. stay warm. The weather out there is crazy, so, you know, it's only going to get crazier from here on out. So, you know, take your vitamins, take your supplements, yeah. anything that keeps you healthy this year, because we it's all got a cold. It's a lemon. Y como decían nuestras mamás, no camino, no, como dicen, cuando camines, en, cuando pises, Trae tenis o calcetines. Calcetines. Like, Hazte porque no traes calcetines puestos. Y el piso oh. estaba mojado, frío. O saliste de bañarte y no te sacaste el pelo y por eso yeah. te enfermaste. Y, oh y abriste el refri. Ay, no. Con el pelo Ay. mojado. Like, <laughs> y ahí nosotros no. no los creemos hasta ahorita que tenemos 34 años. Oh, yeah. Like I told my mom. I was like, mom, I'm sick. And she was like, ah. Sí, de seguro dejaste la, la ventana mm-hmm. abierta y se te entró el frío. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it mm-hmm. can't be any medical reason of why no. I'm sick. No. It's because I left the window open. No, Por andar de vaga, te enfermaste. <laughs> <laughs> es que um, no has usado yeah. Vicks Vaporu, that's why. True mm-hmm. that. That's what you need to use right now. I need to go. Póntelo en los pies y un calcetín <laughs> en el <Mom>? pecho. Mom? Is that you? We oh. all got that advice. So. Oh my God, I know. And if you didn't, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that being said, uh, we hope you had a, a wonderful holiday season and um, we can't wait to see what the rest of the year brings for us. It's the beginning of 2024. And uh, it's still weird to say it like that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we hope you guys had a wonderful holiday season. And we can't wait to talk to you guys for the upcoming episode seasons mm-hmm. year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, anything else? Nope, that is it. Alright then. Well, All right, with guys. that, nos vemos la próxima semana. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Stay spooky.